You're listening to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast, the place to come for movie reviews, along with some extra fun talk about movie-related topics like box office and awards. You can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and basically any place else you can find podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter for even more content. If you like what we do, feel free to share us with your friends, like and leave feedback wherever you listen to us, and let us know what you think. Now, let's get on with the show. Ryan Marvel is back again. Uh, this will be the third Marvel film this year. Yeah. Uh, and let's see, so that, this will be the third film. We've had two series. Uh, another series coming soon, uh, in a month. Eternals. Another smaller title uh, for Marvel to bring to the big screen. But a big crew. Uh, in this film, uh, a team of 37 superheroes. I think it's like nine. Um, <laughs> it just saying, feels I like 37 remember. when they're trying to do them all. Written and directed by uh, Chloe Zhao. Uh, off her Oscar, well, not off her Oscar. She was working on this already, but she won uh, Best Picture for Nomadland. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she is jumping in the superhero pool with this. Uh, and a lot of names in this film. Let's run them down real quick. Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, Kit Harrington, Kumail Nanjiani, Brian, Brian Tyree Henry, uh, Barry Keegan. Um, it's a, it's a laundry list of, of, of stars and a, uh, an unconventional list of heroes, air quotes, two and a half hours long. I will remind everyone that you and I traditionally do not talk about these films before now. Uh, but I saw you came out of the screening after me, and I saw you talking to the studio rep. How accurate was your body language, Ryan? Well, I would I would probably have to say it was very accurate. Um, you know, I, I I I didn't think that there would come a time where I would be like, okay, let's just stop. Um, <laughs> let's stop doing superhero movies. Um, and I don't necessarily really feel that way, but I, to me, the, the Eternals, while it does feel different than most, um, of the Marvel films. Yes, it does. It, it doesn't necessarily feel different in a way that actually works. Um, there was, uh, I think inevitably what happens when we're dealing with comic book characters is, is the, the, the DC and Marvel or whatever too, the, the, or the various comic book houses, whatever they were at the time, um, were always ripping each other off. Yeah. Um, and there are aspects of the Eternals that just go too much into what I've already seen, either from other Marvel shows or from DC shows. Right. Um, they're very straightforward about the fact that, oh, we have a Superman character in this, and he is very much Superman. The irony being... He's the Superman that everyone hated in the Superman films that DC made. Right. So anyway, um, you know, we have a Wonder Woman character. Um, we have just, again, a lot of it just feels like, oh, that's your second version of this. Or that's your, you know, other. And there's a reason, you know, why people have been like, well, do we need a Fantastic Four? Because isn't the thing just the Hulk? You know, or whatnot, and there will be people who argue, no, of course not. This is his origin story. This is how they're different and whatnot. But fundamentally, a lot of these characters that are in the Eternals are are characters that we've already kind of 
no. seen. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and their powers are things that we've kind of already seen. You know, they're kind of like the greatest hits of comic books. Mm-hmm. You know, person can run fast. You know, person's a Superman character. Again, you know, it's a lot of it's just like, oh. I, I think the most original yeah. character in this is uh, Sprite. Yes. I and like some interesting, that character. They're, 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 there's some interesting stuff that they do with Sprite as well. But there is a lot of this film that just feels like a soap opera as well. Yes, because um, this has like an overt love story. And there's numerous layers because the Eternals, as you may have guessed, well, they're kind of eternal, so, you know, or they go on and on and on. So they have hundreds and hundreds of years of relationship that that uh, that they unpack in this movie. Um, and they don't do it clumsily, but it's it's almost perfunctory. I'd, yeah, I mean, I, the whole movie to me felt really redundant. Um, okay, and 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 but I will say, you know, and and talking to some people afterwards, I think what it sets up could be exciting. Yes. But it, it but it itself never is exciting. All right. Um, All right. You, if, know, if, you know what? Let, let, let me, let me, let me give you something here. I don't right. know if you saw uh, my Twitter thread from that night. No. I, I, all right. I it's, it's, it's five, it's five tweets. Uh, each one makes a very short point about the film. And you can tell me if you agree or disagree. All right. So, um, First tweet after the introduction. Far, far better, far, far better than the trailers indicated. Important because the trailers were were garbage. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's easy. Uh, I can go with. I can say yes. It's better than garbage. It, okay. Chloe Zhao directed her large cast with an eye with an eye towards character development over story development. Not that the story was deficient, but her priorities showed. Um, can maybe agree? to a fault. I can I can agree. I I don't think it's a strength in this case. But I, but her priority was clearly on that. Uh, three, Marvel needs to decide who their big bad is going forward. Is it Kang, yeah. a la Loki? Is it the Celestials? Who is it? The Marvel villain issue remains. Yes. Uh, this, although this would point you, well, and I guess that's the problem. This points you in a very definitive direction. Yes, um, right at right, the end. Yes, it does. It basically and, states, "I'll be back." Yeah. So, so. yeah, you're right. Exactly. Okay. I'd rather, but, but then, then it is. But yes, then the question becomes, well, then what is Loki? Where does Loki fit into this universe? And and I guess there's the tendency to say, well, one was a movie and one was just a TV show, so we have to go with what was in the movie. But the movie, but that TV show we've already established is going to bleed into Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum I know. So I know which they changed the logo of, and it now looks a lot like the writing and the iconography of the Eternals. So that's. Just an observation I made the other day. Um, I'd rather... Okay, four. I'd rather this be the jumping-off point for Phase 4 than Shang-Chi because this movie is better than that one, easily. No. You can, you, okay, that, we, that's fine. I think you like Shang-Chi more than I did. I think... I, I'm not saying... It's it's easily, but I had a low bar with Shang-Chi. Last one. Wish we'd have gotten more Dane Whitman, but we do seem to get a voice cameo of a familiar face at the end. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun watch, and you have to stay till the end. That was that was the last one. I do wish we'd gotten more more Dane Whitman. I don't know that it's fun. I think that's part of my problem. It it wasn't fun. Not fun enough. Um, well, and there wasn't. 
again, there wasn't anything in there that we really hadn't seen before. Yeah, I mean, Sprite. There's some interesting stuff with that character. Um, but we, we, you know, it's it's essentially <laughs> it's essentially the old vampire story about who would pause, who in their right mind would make a twelve year old a vampire. I actually, I actually had the the Kirsten yeah. Dunst in my head. Yes, the whole so time they were talking I mean, about, but they used the Peter Pan analogy. There is the Peter Pan analogy, but this is this is different, I think, because Peter Pan, even in Peter Pan. Um, there's the sense that Peter Pan eventually does grow up. Um, he leaves, um, you know, Neverland or right. he, anyway. But um, I've always thought that that uh, the if I were to write a, a Peter Pan movie, which everyone has written a Peter Pan movie, but my mine would essentially be that Peter Pan eventually becomes Hook. Um, that that the, the evolution of Peter Pan leads him to be the thing that he was fighting against anyway. Don't but, uh, become that. Yeah. Well, that's the point. I mean, that's the, the, the thing. So yes, I mean, the Sprite stuff's kind of interesting, but we, we kind of, I mean, I've seen enough vampire films over the years that it's, it's something that's been addressed. Right. And I guess, you know, now it's being addressed in the superhero movie. So it's slightly different, but, um, you know, uh, and so a lot of the things that I, I just a lot, and there weren't a lot of surprises, I guess. Is, no, but is, it's very, complicated it there's a lot of things going on uh and a lot of threads that they're weaving together because the cast is so big yeah and it takes place I, over seven thousand years i don't know that it i don't know i don't know that it and i don't mean confusing complicated i just mean no there's a lot of moving parts that she's dealing with that's what i mean by complicated it's I just yeah I, I mean we're introduced to too many people there's too much of a soap opera vibe for me. Um, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just, it just did nothing for me. Yeah. Okay. So, I, but, but, but I should say this. I don't think it's horrible. Okay. So that was going to be my next question. Uh, the, if you look on social media right now, there's reviews are middling to this is the worst Marvel movie ever. I, do I cannot, in good conscience, even marginally agree that this is the worst Marvel movie ever? Well, here's part of the problem. Um, even even in a lot of the bad Marvel movies, they usually have a character that makes the movie feel necessary. Whether that be Black Widow in Iron Man two, or Loki in in the Thor films, right. or you know, um, th- there there's an aspect that that kind of goes, yeah, but at least we had this. Right. I don't know that we have the, well, at least we have this in the Eternals, other than what it sets up. Right. And that's kind of, and, and see and that I, you, it's kind of strange. You with this one are exactly where, well, you're pretty close to where I was with Shang-Chi. I was like, it's fine, but it's more about what comes after. Yeah. But this kind of, doesn't negate it i guess or it just it nothing is run everything seems to be running at odds in the marvel universe right now sure there's I, right now i personally do not see an arrow or arrows pointing in even the same general direction yeah. every everyone seems to have their own true north at this point and they 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 seem to be running at odds so everything it's like yeah 
we'll see what it sets up. Well, we don't, I mean, are they going to run like two or three different main storylines at this point? Is Kang going to run through Wasp and maybe Young Avengers or something? Or, uh, you know, is, I don't know. You know, and then is, is well, are, are the Celestials going to run through a main street? I don't know. Well, and this this movie over, I mean, even makes it more complicated because it sets up even more new characters and it sets up a whole new trajectory right. that that suggests that if they really wanted to, they could be doing phase four and five at the exact same time, Just, yeah. which is not an unreasonable thing. It will confuse some people, but you could definitely do both storylines and have them head in two directions that don't necessarily have to match up. Right. Um, you know, this, I mean, the Eternals, it sets up, I uh, just, it, it, you know, this, this whole, it opens the door for the, uh, fantastic four. It opens the door for, um, what is, is it uh black Knight, black Knight. I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, and not to be confused with moon Knight, it's- which I, I have to ask you though. I mean, I never really got into the, 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 because Black Knight, uh, for those who don't know, kind of ties into the old uh, Arthur right. legends and things. Uh, do I mean, I know you love that stuff. I do. Do we really need to have that inserted into the, to Marvel, the Marvel Universe? Um, you could, but almost in a way where he would be, because eventually he kind of deals with the Avengers, if I recall. So he's kind of a like a, a rotating Avenger. But, you know, he's kind of one of those characters that you could use like an Ant-Man. I mean, Ant-Man's on his third movie. I haven't figured that out yet. I, and I love Ant-Man. But, like, in the, in terms of the overall Marvel Universe, it doesn't really matter for Ant-Man, the way they're using well, Ant-Man. So, yeah, I mean, you, it, could do, you could do the Dark Knight, or the Black Knight as... Sorry, DC. But, you know, you use the Black Knight in that kind of way. He doesn't necessarily need... And I, and I don't know if he's going to get his own movies. But... You know, it's 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 fine. He's a character that doesn't have. He's not an Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. He doesn't need to be that guy. And if they try to use it's him just, that way, I, it's not going to work. It just seems to me, and I guess Thor is a lot of this the same way. Is that um, you know they're they're and again this is, goes kind of back to the redundancy aspect. You know, there are Arthur. You know, we've seen lots of the legend of Arthur in those films, and I guess this would put a descendant in more of a modern sense, but it almost feels like, well, we, we, we have franchises or we have movies that have explored that sort of universe. Why don't yes. you do you? Why don't you do, you know, I, I, it just, uh, you know, it feels like there could have been a better thing. draw. Yeah. Maybe from, from the, you from know, the pile. And, well, and, and, and for me, I, I look at it and go, well, okay, you want a British thing. So why aren't you doing Excalibur? And maybe they will be doing Excalibur. I don't know, but well, they, they have um, to bring the mutants back before we can get to Excalibur. Well, they could do Captain exactly. Britain and roll that into yes. Excalibur down the road. And that probably would have been the way I would have gone. And, and I would have been more excited because Captain Britain is more of a Marvel thing than sort of a, mythological thing we've tied into right. the marvel thing exactly um, so I, I, it, it, you know i mean to to a degree thor to me uh, has always felt gimmicky because he is uh, you know a, a, a god character stolen from other right you know literature or whatever he's 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 kind of dropped in which yeah that's also kind of fun but so does that mean we're going to get rid of thor i don't know <laughs> and just replace him with you know the black knight. I don't know. That? He's 
I just, I, I, I just, it, you know, the, the the more characters you introduce, um, I think you, you start to run the risk of the redundancy that that you do see in comics. And right. There's some there. There is a reason why some of these characters aren't as prominent as others. Fact. Um, and and this isn't always the case, but it's sometimes it's because they're just not that interesting. Right. Not in a not in a cinematic sense. They work better Correct. in comic books. But yeah, no, I do, let's go Excalibur, dude. Let's 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 just go north of the border and do Alpha Flight. I you know I'm I, well, I'm Alpha, totally down. Alpha I Flight. want I want Peter Dinklage to do all of the all of the non mocap work for Puck. <laughs> uh, but that's just me. I'm yeah. selfish like that. Uh, so well, where, no, where are you, if you're going to put a number on Eternals, then where do you fall? A six or a five? See, I, I, I was, you know, my ballpark coming out was like a seven. I was like, it's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably more in the six, six and a half. Now that we've had some time to to to, to digest it, it's, it's fine. It is not the worst film. That's still the Dark World, and I don't care what Endgame did. It's still Dark World, and it's always <laughs> going to be Dark World. Uh, that is the worst. Hopefully, Ho- yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. there's well, hopefully nothing hopefully beats that. Be, if yeah. if if they beat Dark World, then, then yeah, then it's time to stop. Then it, it's it's it is literally time I, to stop. You know, and and so I think there I, I, you almost have to see this film just to see what it does to set the next things. But I don't really have an intense desire to go back and see it again, or a, an intense desire to really see how these characters fit into the Marvel as we knew it. And and they do do a really brief explanation why why we haven't seen them, right. and it's it's the same comic book excuse that you know you would think we weren't allowed to or we weren't going to you know it, one of those we had a moral code that we couldn't possibly break. Yeah. <laughs> well, literally, it's so. funny because it was literally, dude, not my job, and it's yeah. because of who they are because I because they. They are not exactly what you might think going into the film, and they explain what they really are. Yes. By the so I don't want to just go blah. No. But no, it's but literally it's, not their job. They have one job, and that's and, all they're and, supposed to do. And some of them know what that job is, and some of them don't actually know what that job right, is. Which right. Which is, uh, you know, I don't. There's some of the character dynamics don't work for me either. Um, I don't no, know. I was very, I, I was I, very, I, I was pretty unimpl- unimpressed with Salma Hayek overall. Y- yes, uh, which is kind of sad because, like I said, I I loved her in the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Yeah, when she was very Salma Hayek-y. But yeah, no, this she's it's they're all very serious. But again, I think it's kind of a function of who they are. But then you get in the the weird love triangle. Well, not even a love triangle. The love the love story. Uh, and uh, there's some other stuff going on, but it's just, like I said, it's, it's fine. I I can tell you that, that my wife liked it. And I said, well, you know, it doesn't really do. She goes, she goes, I don't care. She goes, the movie has to work by itself. She goes, I can't worry about whether she goes, I don't know what's canon and what's not and what ties into this. And the other thing over that, she goes, I don't know. She goes, if I can't enjoy this movie, yeah, then she, and she enjoyed it. She, I mean, she's not like, you know, She's not running around with her hair on fire enjoyed it, but she's like, no. She goes, I enjoyed that. So yeah, for a lot of casual I, I fans, that they'll probably be okay. I think once you start trying to fit it into the big puzzle, that's when the, the problems really kind of expose themselves. I don't know. I mean, for me, I, I, I couldn't enjoy it in the moment. And that, you know, because so I, th- I think she's right. I, I think the only, I mean, the only things that excite me about this movie is the fact of what it suggests might happen next. But obviously... 
there's also things that it suggests might happen next that I don't necessarily, I'm not excited about. Uh, so I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Just weird. Just weird. Oh, well, so there you go. So we're at like a five or a six and I'm at like a six, six and a half. So, you know, take that for, for what you will on Eternals. It does set some things up, but like I said, I don't know that those things necessarily are running parallel with other things uh, that that are supposedly being set up. So we'll, we'll see how this fleshes out. What uh, next up is the Hawkeye series and then Spider-Man. Yeah. And then Doctor Strange. And then there's another series, right? Somewhere in there. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so, yeah. And then uh, what is next summer? Oh, Ant-Man. Yeah. Uh, right. so- and, you know, and I think I think all eyes have to turn to Spider-Man because um, this is, uh, as far as I'm aware, the end of his contract and Tom's contract. Right. That's what I hear. So yeah, we so, will see. That is that's December seventeenth or something, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man. So we'll yeah we'll be holding out for that. But we get through Hawkeye first, and we'll see what happens there because we talked about Hawkeye when we talked about Black Widow. So yes. it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, um, in terms of all of this garbage. Uh, but again, like I said, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of lanes of traffic, uh, and right now it's a cloverleaf and not a freeway. So we'll have to see how it all shakes out. So that's it. That's it. That is Eternals in theaters uh, Friday, November 5th. We saw it in IMAX. It was, it was certainly big. Uh, (laughs) It was very big and very, very loud. So there you go. Uh, That's, that's what we have on that. We'll be back. We've got some more films coming out next week, uh, which we will get to. And, but until we do be good, stay safe, go see a movie if you're feeling comfortable. Prep for the uh, prep for the holidays. We're in the holiday season. Uh, we're getting through Halloween this weekend, and then Turkey Day and Christmas and supply chain woes. So there the you apocalypse. go. And the apocalypse. Yes, the apocalypse. So, till next time, though. I'm Mark. That is Ryan. Bye, Ryan. See you guys. And we will talk to everyone later.